Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. For all of the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people who have been served by Glenn and crew and all of us that have dedicated our time, but also you who are taking the time to listen in and just through kindness and positivity and determination and grit to make a positive impact on the people in your life, whether it be your community, your family, or just yourselves. As always, we appreciate you. Uh, when I first came in, um, I started to talk about real estate, so I talk about business, entrepreneurship, branding. Most recently, I've been talking about cryptocurrency and blockchain and NFTs. And if you had listened to uh, my advice to some degree, this is not investment advice, by the way. Nothing I say is investment advice. But if you had just listened to the things that I talked about, researched it yourselves, gotten yourself some NFTs or some cryptocurrency, um, depending on how many NFTs you would have gotten, your overall net worth probably would have increased between $100,000 to $5 million just because a lot of these NFTs have gone up a significant amount in value. Um, so for me, it's, it's going to do my best to continue to educate on blockchain and crypto. Um, if you check out my Instagram story, I'm actually in Los Angeles at a secret location at Portal Headquarters, who I believe are definitely going to change the game when it comes to um, teleconferencing, to just communication, but also NFTs. So when you get a chance, uh, feel free to check out my Instagram story. In the interim, feel free to send me some questions on the back channel if you have any questions. Um, otherwise, feel free to raise your hand and come on up. Um, in terms of what's happening in cryptocurrency recently, there's been a lot of movements in the NFT markets. Uh, most recently, the Ford APO Club. I don't know if you've heard of it or not, but this project has been pretty cool. Um, when they first started, they, it was 0 0.08 Ethereum uh, to get a Ford APO Club NFT. Um, that at the time translated to about four to five hundred dollars. The cheapest now that you can get one of these NFTs is about a hundred and ten thousand dollars. So uh, a little bit more in terms of cash and a little bit more in terms of Ethereum. But if you had just bought it then and held on to it, you uh, would be sitting pretty. And they have uh, pretty much taken a hundred of these board apes and now they're selling them at Christie's and at Sotheby's. 
So the line between digital art, NFTs, crypto, fine art is blurring very, very rapidly. So I can't wait to see what kind of intersectionalities we continue to see in terms of the entrepreneurs that are listening in. Um, it is one way to diversify your portfolio of holdings. Um, but once again, this is not investment advice. But if you do look at how fine art has done over the past 10 years, um, generally fine art has appreciated more than most other types of vehicles, whether they be investment or commodities or other things. But do your own research. Don't trust uh, anyone other than your own sensibilities. Um, and never try to chase the money because you may chase yourself going down the wrong hole. I know a lot of people have put their money into these things called um, DeFi meme coins, DeFi standing uh, for decentralized finance. So there's a lot of coins. There's a lot of noise out there. Um, if you've heard about it and everyone's making money on it, the odds are a lot of the money has already been made and there may not be more room to go. So definitely be cautious when it comes to cryptocurrency. Um, I'm checking my back channel now to see if I have any questions. Otherwise, if anyone wants to raise your hand, feel free to. Does anyone on stage have any questions for me about cryptocurrency or blockchain? William, I'd love for you to share. I'm sorry, Dr. Rowe was flashing. Go ahead, Dr. Rowe. Go ahead, Glenn, and then I'll go. I would love for you to share, William, because you are now deep in the NFT and crypto world. I was just looking at your Instagram. What? That's the craziest stuff I've ever seen. And you're, you're deep into that world. But you, this is not, it's not like you've been doing this for 50 years or anything. Like, you, you just kind of started diving in fairly recently. And so I would love for you to share how did you go from a guy that really didn't know, you know, just like me, didn't know much about NFT or crypto to the point where, where, where you're such an expert on it at this point? Like, where did you even, like, where do you even start? Like, how did, how did you start and how did you so rapidly uh, get integrated in this, in this world? Absolutely. Great question. I started in February. I am far from being an expert. I'm still a novice. I'm still learning every day, learning as much as I can about NFTs. Uh, you know, the word NFT, by the way, stands for non-fungible token. Non-fungible meaning something that is not uh, replaceable. Fungible tokens are, for example, quarters. So one quarter can easily be exchanged for another quarter. A quarter has the same uh, denomination um, regardless of many different things. If you've got a stack of quarters, the whole stack can easily be interchanged one for the other. Um, in many ways, Bitcoin and other other types of cryptocurrency tokens are fungible tokens. They're fungible in the sense that, once again, they're interchangeable. NFTs are non-fungible tokens, meaning that two NFTs are not supposed to be the same. Even though they look the same, they're supposed to have addition numbers. Like when artists will do like a print of their painting, um, a print being, for example, just something printed on really high-quality paper, um, maybe different types of gloss, different kinds of paint, really high-quality. Maybe they will only print 100 of that edition and they will sell those hundred and then they will hand number them because they're numbered um, no two prints even though they look the same are actually the same because one could be edition one the next one could be edition 36 or something like that so that's where the non-fungible token part comes in and how i got into it was through many things uh like most of the magical things in my life clubhouse this incredibly amazing app this incredible networking and communication tool where I was able to come in, listen to people who knew a lot more than me about blockchain and NFTs and art, talk about this world, talk about how they've been integrating this technology, the technology of blockchain um, into their lives, 
how as artists they had been using um, NFTs in order to get their art out there to get more exposure. The real brilliance of NFTs is that as a creator, as an artist, you're able to monetize what you create and not only be able to get more money as opposed to, for example, working with a gallery or a manager or someone that may take you know, 50 to 70% of the overall sale, um, but you're going to be able to monetize on the initial, but also every single secondary sale in perpetuity. So when you put something on the blockchain, it lives there forever. When you transact something on the blockchain, it's recorded on the blockchain. So for example, if I were to create a painting and I sold that painting, whoever bought that painting could then resell it, I would have no idea, I wouldn't get any money from it. But if I created a piece of art on the blockchain and I sold it, when that piece of art is resold, I would then be able to get a residual. So for creators and artists, this is gonna be, uh, in my opinion, do your own research. One of the most powerful tools for artists and creators to create passive income streams and just basically have a solid financial foundation for themselves now and not only for themselves, but for their estates in perpetuity. Um, but also coming in in February, I also um, started to check Twitter a lot. Um, I hadn't used Twitter for 10 years before coming into Clubhouse. I started Clubhouse with three Twitter followers, um, but pretty much most of the information exists on Twitter. Um, the news sources, they move so slowly that by the time you read about something in the news, whatever has happened in terms of the crypto world, the blockchain world, it's either already passed, it's evolved, or it's no longer relevant. So 99% of the time, you're gonna wanna use Twitter in order to get information. Um, otherwise, you can also use this app called Discord. Discord is an app that was started by a bunch of people that love video games, and they just needed a way for them and their friends to communicate uh, smoothly. Discord has grown exponentially, and a lot of the information now is housed in Discord. The reason um, crypto communities like Discord as opposed to Facebook or um, even Twitter is because Facebook and Twitter, they're still what are called centralized organizations, meaning that if Facebook decides to change the algorithm as they've done many times, your posts would no longer appear to your friends and family and it would just be a nightmare in order to have engagement. Whereas on Discord, everything that's posted, it just kind of comes out. The problem with Discord is that there is a lot of noise and it's hard to figure out what's high quality, what's not, what's a scam, what's not. But for everyone that is listening, there one warning I have to give you is that in terms of blockchain, in terms of cryptocurrency, in terms of this world, it is decentralized, meaning there is no central organization. Um, pretty much everything is autonomous. If you uh, mess up, if you come into crypto, if you get scammed, it's 100% on you. There's no one to go to, there's no government um, to contact, there's no customer service line, there's, there's no support, there's no nothing. If anyone ever contacts you claiming to be from one of these, they're probably trying to scam you. So if you get scammed, sorry, it's 100% your fault. But blockchain is gonna change the world. Blockchain is, they're calling it Web 3.0. And for some people that are calling cryptocurrency a bubble or NFTs a bubble, uh, to them, I say it's kind of like, you know, I can't wait for this internet bubble to pop so I don't have to use my email or websites anymore. That's probably the best way I can put it. Check out Twitter, check out Discord, follow some crypto influencers. You're going to be able to increase your education and just come into this world, do your research, and it's honestly going to change your life, uh, much like it has me and a lot of artists that I know. Hope that helps, Glenn. Thank you, William. It does help indeed. And, uh, Man, I've been watching you. I've been watching you run over in that world, dude. It's crazy how fast you you've uh, you you've elevated in that world. So I'm watching, and I need to be taking more action. I'm doing too much watching and not enough action. 
Uh, so I need to be taking more action, but I appreciate the uh, the value that you add to this room, and it's so interesting to me. So let's keep it rock and roll. Go ahead, yeah, Daniel. absolutely. And with cryptocurrency, with NFTs, with anything, never put in money that you can't afford to lose. Don't put in money that if it got burnt or lost, it disappeared the next day, it would negatively affect your life. Never do that. Otherwise, it's going to add too much stress to your life. Um, and also, if you sell a project and you make money, take your gains when you can. But another thing to keep in mind is that if you live in the United States or a country where there are capital gains, you are going to get taxed on it. So if you make money on cryptocurrency or NFTs, uh, make sure that you set aside enough money for taxes. Don't run afoul of the IRS or any tax entities. Um, that's why a lot of people move to Singapore and Puerto Rico, just because they're very friendly when it comes to capital gains. So once again, this is not investment advice. Um, the SEC hasn't really figured out uh, what they're going to do in terms of tokens and cryptocurrency and NFTs, uh, but just be aware and be cautious and make smart decisions um, when it comes to buying and selling these things. And hey, Glenn, thanks, man. I appreciate you a bunch. All I do is try and add positivity and learn as much as I can and work hard. And luckily for me, that's allowed me to um, exist and succeed relatively in the crypto NFT space. So yeah, if anyone else has any questions, uh, feel free to flash your mic and, and come on in. Um, I have yeah. a question, William. Um, this is Dr. Rowe. So uh, first, I would also like to say we've missed you. I know that you took a little bit of time off when your friend passed away. So I want to let you know we're praying for you as well. Um, so I have a twofold question. How would someone learn more about NFTs if they're just a dummy to that space? That's one. And then number two, kind of touching on what you just shared. What is a safe amount to invest in this NFT, like a safe amount of money for anybody? Yeah, once again, not investment advice. Um, like some people, they don't even use the word invest. They use the word speculation. A lot of people that have become successful in the space, they're just degenerate gamblers <laughs> who made some lucky bets. So it's definitely hard to say, like, what is going to be successful, what's going to be not. But ultimately, if you look at the NFT community, it's a little bit different than the cryptocurrency community. And it's very similar to what we have here is community. So when there's a strong community of people who genuinely believe in our project, want the project to succeed, have the best of intentions, send positive energy into the community, that's generally going to be a good indicator that in the long term, the project is going to be successful. So the Board Ape Yacht Club, Oni Force, um, Cool Cats, a number of these projects, these NFT projects have become so successful because they have built a very, very strong, genuine community. So if you're researching NFTs, trying to figure out what NFT um, you want to purchase for your first one, to collect as your first one, you go onto Discord, go onto Twitter, look at these communities, and just figure out which ones are going to be really strong, which are going to make the most sense. Um, I would advise not buying NFTs just based on the creator celebrity status or hype. Um, one of the most, um, in my opinion, um, unfortunate projects um, right now is because there is a creator who is a celebrity in a way. Um, he's a very, very famous boxer. Um, and basically, from the outside, if you had looked at it, you would thought it would be a successful project based on promises made. Um, but what you may not know is that the entity, the creator, is not actually involved. He had licensed his image in order to, um, for better or for worse, make money. And because of that, he is not directly involved in the project. He doesn't um, have creative control. The community doesn't really matter to him because he already got his check. So if you were to collect that NFT, for example, um, 
you, the value of that NFT is already significantly less than what you would have paid on the initial. And I'm not optimistic at all for the future of that project. Um, so just be very, very careful and cautious um, when you go and buy a project. Another example would be Ashton Kutcher and Mio Kunis. Um, they had released what were called Stoner Cats. Um, this project um, raised a ton of money. Uh, they sold out very, very quickly. Um, and then after that, the market went up a bit. But for some people, they felt because that these are celebrities, they didn't really understand the space, the blockchain space. A lot of them also avoided the project. So ultimately, how successful this project becomes, it's going to depend on whether or not they really, uh, Ashton and Mila, really choose to give back. And we've had uh, Ashton here with us in Breakfast of Champions, and he's a very genuine guy. He really wants to help people. So I personally am bullish on that project because of Ashton's involvement. He is just such a giving, amazing person. His family is amazing. Uh, we've had his brother here with us as well, that I personally would believe in that project. Uh, but once again, don't listen to anything I say. Do your own research, do your own investment. Um, this is not investment advice. And of course, those of you who probably have heard of CryptoPunks, which are one of the older NFT projects that are out there. Um, the cheapest you can get a CryptoPunk now um, is well over $100,000, whereas just a couple of months ago, you probably could have gotten one for $15,000, $30,000. So just once again, never put in money that you can't afford to lose. Um, but at the same time, for a lot of people in NFTs, this is not investment advice. They have collected these and their net worth has gone up um, significantly. Does that help, Dr. Rowe? Yes, that was very helpful. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And um, I can't really tell you um, specifically which ones to collect, which ones not to collect. I just say look at the projects. If you're looking for very, very relatively safe bets, um, Board Ape Yacht Club, Cool Cats, Oni Force, um, these are pretty solid projects because they have such strong communities. Um, and you can check out these communities in real time by checking out their discords and the chat channels. Discord is spelled D-I-S-C-O-R-D. And then you can go to the Twitter channels um, of these different projects in order to find the link to join the Discord. Um, just come to these communities, even if you don't buy anything from the onset, at least you can start to figure out you know, what the language is, what the lingo is, um, you know, which are the things that really make the most sense. And there's another project that is amazing. It's Gary Vaynerchuk. He had created vFriends. Um, and basically that project has also been very successful. It's, it's backed by a very strong creator. Um, Gary is known to be a very high integrity man of his word. Um, and for some of his uh, marketing and content that he puts out there, for some it may be controversial, but in the long term, I'm still pretty bullish um, on Gary V and V friends. Um, and there's also like a, there's also a mix of uh, function versus form. So for, for some, some things, it could have very attractive uh, function in terms of how it can be used, what types of access it can provide, the utility of everything. For other things, it may be just form. It just may be beautifully done, a very creative piece of fine art, and that's why people will collect it. So when looking at NFTs, it's gonna be a mix or balance of form versus function, um, community, and just how well a project is gonna hold up in the long term. Um, any other questions? William, this is Monica in the turquoise ring. I have a question, please. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. 
Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Um, Go ahead. Is the. I have a Discord account, and I'm in a couple of different communities, not NFT communities. So my question is, is the Discord community where the actual NFT marketplace can be accessed from? Or I guess I'm a little confused as to where would you actually go to browse, view, and and or purchase an NFT? So there's actually a whole bunch of different marketplaces. Um, the largest marketplace is OpenSea, OpenSea.io. So OpenSea is uh, mostly just a crypto um, platform. It's called supposedly a decentralized platform. Decentralized, once again, being uh, no central entity that is overseeing things and determining um, how things are going to go. Um, but to have true decentralization is difficult. Um, so ultimately, OpenSea still has the ability to make decisions um, that individual users overall may not agree with. Um, so that is one thing to keep in mind. But yeah, OpenSea.io, um, it's also a very, once again, being supposedly decentralized, a, a tough platform to navigate in the sense that um, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but a good amount of people have purchased NFTs that actually weren't from the artists or the creators. Um, basically, people had created fake NFTs and then sold these fake NFTs, people bought them. And then once again, crypto being crypto, if you buy an, a fake NFT, that's totally on you. Um, caveat emptor, buyer beware. There are other platforms like Super Rare, like Known Origin, like Maker's Place, like Foundation, um, or also Origin Protocol, who is the platform um, that I research and I believe in a lot that I collaborate with. And these different platforms are going to have different ways of buying NFTs. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're so welcome. And for those of you that are new to the crypto space, um, in order to buy NFTs, you're going to download an app, um, sometimes a Chrome extension. It's called MetaMask. So feel free to check on the App Store, download MetaMask. What's critical about MetaMask is that as you are downloading it, there's going to be something called a seed phrase. Does anyone know uh, what a seed phrase is or has experience with MetaMask that wants to explain? Nope, we're all dummies. <laughs> Excuse me, William. Also, it's very important that they know it's .io because .com uh, could be fraudulent. Your, your best bet is once again to check the official Twitter of these platforms to figure out what the correct website is um, because as much positivity and um, kindness and awesomeness exists in the NFT space, it is also tied to uh, cryptocurrency. And for a lot of the crypto um, people, there were a lot of scams. There was Mt. Gox. There was a lot of unfortunate things where people lost a lot of money. Um, so it still is buyer beware. So as a user, just be careful about what you do and how you move in the beginning until things get to a point or get to a level where it's more established and you feel more comfortable um, buying and Selling, and you can always ask a friend or um, just join these discords, and then just ask, hey, you know, does this website look legit? Does it not? But once again, if someone DMs you, um, just be very, very careful with what's called your seed phrase. So your seed phrase is basically the login that's going to allow you to go into um, your your crypto wallet, 
And MetaMask is just one way to to view your crypto wallet. Um, but yeah, never give out your seed phrase because if you ever do give out your seed phrase and someone's able to access your crypto wallet, whether you have $1,000, $10,000, or as you may have read in the news, you know, half a million dollars or more, um, all of that can be taken. And if it's taken from you, once again, it's caveat emptor, buyer beware. There's no one that's going to help you get your money back. Um, you will have lost uh, all of this money with no way to ever recover it. So just be very, very careful with your seed phrase. A seed phrase is a sequence of words, either 16 or 24, that if input in the correct order is going to point to what crypto wallet is yours, um, but it's also going to be able to decrypt it so you can access it. Um, most of the NFTs are purchased with a specific cryptocurrency called Ethereum. Um, Ethereum and Bitcoin are what's referred to as blue chip cryptocurrencies in that they've been around for longer. They're pretty reliable. Um, any cryptocurrency that is not Bitcoin or Ethereum, some people will say Polygon, also known as Matic. But if it is not one of these main two, um, they call them, uh, well, I'm not censored. So, so they call them meme coins or shit coins. Um, <laughs> so excuse my language. That's just simply the terminology for these coins. So when you're buying these other coins, um, just be aware. Um, and as you're buying cryptocurrency for the first time, there's different platforms that you can buy from. You can buy from Coinbase. You can buy from crypto.com. You can buy from Binance. Um, you can buy from FTX. There's many different platforms that you can buy from. If anyone wants to uh, get crypto for the first time, wants to get it from Coinbase, feel free to message me. I'm happy to walk you through it. Um, it's even Crypto has even evolved to the point now where they have a platform called Coinbase Pro, which actually allows you to trade cryptocurrency much like day trading stocks. Um, but once again, not investment advice, highly speculative. Uh, people have lost a lot of money um, trading, but they've also made money. It just once again depends on your own ability to do due diligence, to research, and to figure out based on your own skill, knowledge, and intuition, um, which, which you know cryptocurrencies make sense to buy which ones don't. So simple starter kit, go ahead and get MetaMask, write down your seed phrase. Um, but writing is also interesting because, you know, if you write it down and you lose the paper or it gets wet or it gets burnt up, then you will have lost access to your uh, money and NFTs forever. So what some people do is they will literally etch it into metal. Um, they will just have all of these different ways in order to protect and preserve their seed phrases. Um, there's different vaults, there's different ways. Some people split their seed phrases up into four. They put them in safety deposit boxes around the world. There's just a lot of different ways to protect your seed phrase. But once again, make sure you have some way of preserving it because if you ever lose it, it is gone forever. There's no one that can ever help you. It is no one's fault but your own. Um, that's the best way that I can, I can explain that. Hope that helps. And then we have Simon that raised his hand. Simon, I went ahead and sent you an invite so you can pop on up here uh, to ask some questions. I've got about two more minutes before I have to hop into uh, another meeting. And we have our next amazing speaker with us here on Clubhouse of Champions. Um, if anyone else has any questions, feel free to let me know. Otherwise, the best thing I can say is if you have money just lying around um, that you want to have fun with, collect some art, support artists, 
take a look at NFTs. Um, I had a friend that started in NFTs about two weeks ago, and his net worth has already increased by over six figures. Thank you so much, William. That was amazing information. Hi, William. I actually have a question. Is there time? This is Linda Sen speaking. Yeah, go ahead. We'll knock it out. And please just um, understand, I really don't understand this space. So if my question just sounds kind of crazy, crazy just understand that. So if there's an, a visual NFT as well as an audio NFT, and you've heard it, like you heard someone say whatever they're saying was going to be an audio NFT, how does that allow for that to be so special if the I already heard it and I could have taped it? Or same thing with from a visual NFT, if I could just capture a copy of that, isn't that the same as me having it too? So how does that value increase based on that? So this is Linda Sims speaking. And then the last question was on, around Ethereum. Is there such a thing as a utility you, Ethereum um, coins? So thanks a lot. This is Linda Sims speaking. I'm the Yorkie Pool on stage. Thanks. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, so that's it. There, there are no bad questions, and we're always learning ourselves. Um, so that's actually a great question. Um, do you want me to use the audio example, which is actually really difficult because audio NFTs are one of the hardest um, NFTs to work with right now? Or do you want me to use like a regular NFT, which is more of like a picture, which is going to be clear for me to explain? Whichever works for you. Um, whichever works. Sure. Okay. So whether it be an audio NFT um, or a visual NFT, because it's recorded on the blockchain and it's non-fungible, meaning each one, each one is unique, that is the difference. So although a lot of people can listen to a music album and a lot of people can see a painting, just because you can listen to it, just because you can save that file, doesn't mean you have ownership. So if you actually own the rights to an album, you will own the rights um, in some cases to publishing, to revenue, um, to different things. So although millions of people can listen to uh, audio track, there generally is only one or a small group of people that earn that own it. Um, and when like some people say, oh, you know, right click, save the picture, I own it. Um, that fundamentally just shows one of the most, um, it's, it's just one of the most ignorant statements when it comes to NFTs. And the easiest joke to make that we make for people that say stuff like that is, you know, I can right click the Mona Lisa and now I own the Mona Lisa. Clearly, the, only, the Mona Lisa is in the museum in the Louvre, and clearly, if I save the picture, that doesn't necessarily mean that I own the, the I, that I own the Mona Lisa. So with NFTs, once again, because of blockchain, um, there is a very clear indicator of who the owner is, because that NFT will, once again, via the blockchain, belong in someone's wallet, which can all be tracked transparently via the blockchain. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then the question around a, an Ethereum a utility use versus true use. Is there such a thing? There's many different kinds of utility that are coming out. Um, for some, for uh, one example actually is great, is that if you own a music track of an NFT, um, some musicians have given a revenue share of future profits, of streaming profits. Um, some musicians uh, will allow usage rights, commercial usage rights in the sense that if you own an audio NFT, you can remix it, and then now you can use that in order to make money um, for your own you know, purposes. Uh, for art, 
um, Board Ape Yacht Club. That's one reason it was revolutionary because they generated these cartoon pictures, which then you could use. You could have the commercial rights of reproduction. You can make your own derivatives, and you could then sell it and monetize it. Um, other types of utility is that you are, are you have to own an NFT in order to have access to like an exclusive community, exclusive Discord channel to go to exclusive events. Um, so yeah, there's actually more and more interesting utility cases coming out every single day. Thank you so much. Cool. Okay, everyone. Hope everyone has a wonderful day. Feel free to ask me any questions you may have on Instagram or Twitter. I'll do my best to help you out. Otherwise, the best thing you can do is educate yourselves, not only now, but into the future. Um, blockchain and NFTs are not just the future, but the future is now. And ultimately, people can't ignore it. They can say whatever they want about it. But much like the internet, Web 3.0, the blockchain and NFTs are inevitable. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.